0: الحمد الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد، فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إين سركم الله فلا غارب لكم وإين يغذلكم فمن ذا الذي ينسركم من بعد؟ وعلى الله فليتوكل المؤمنون صدق الله عز وجل ناظم. My dear respected. Most Honorable Elders, Beloved Brothers and Sisters in Islam, alaikum Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuhu First of all, before we begin, I would like to humbly request some of the brothers towards the middle and the back to, to come forward and complete the rows in front of you. Do not be afraid of the front side. Come forward. Barakallahu feekum. May Allah reward you for your attendance. May Allah accept it from you. We begin by thanking Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala by glorifying and mean, praising Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala for enabling us with this unique opportunity to congregate in his house to worship him to glorify him to send salutations upon his messenger sallallahu and we pray that Allah Azza wa jal will continue to facilitate such opportunities for us in the future Today the date is Friday The day is Friday, the date is the 13th of October. I was uh, reading about the unnatural or supernatural occurrences, myths surrounding the date Friday the 13th. It actually began with me reading through a news story that uh, on Friday the 13th, as the day gets closer, as the time gets closer, people begin to cancel their flights that they booked on that day, because they're afraid that the stigma surrounding Friday the 13th is so unique uh, and so dangerous that something's going to happen to them. It's not a lucky day for them, supposedly. And I thought, what a a unique opportunity to, to talk about um, superstitions, uh, and having tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abandoning, abandoning that for the sake of superstitions and bad or evil omens or ghosts and supernatural beings and so forth. So I thought we have that prevalent in our Muslim communities also. It may not be in exactly the same form that we're afraid of stepping under a ladder or, you know, we get afraid when we see a black cat cross our path. Perhaps, actually, that one probably does exist, right? But we have other things that we consider to be evil or bad omens, and some of them are quite popular. Many of them you might have heard when you were a child or as you were growing up. Um, It's important for us to understand the reasoning behind them, and it's important for us to understand that Qadr destiny, خيره و شره من الله تعالى. That's one of the principles of our faith: that everything good and bad that occurs with us is from Allah subhanahu wa taala. It is done with the approval of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Without His approval, without His aid, without His help, nothing can happen or nothing can take place. I was looking in the dictionary and. On the word superstition. Where does it come from? What's a superstition? And it, it was defined as a belief that is not based on reason. But something that usually occurs because of ignorance and fear. So it's not based on reason. There is no reason for you to fear a black cat crossing your path. It's no different to a red cat. Or a ginger cat. Or a white cat. So it's based on... A type of ignorance and a specific type of fear of something. There's no reason for you to fear walking under a lads. There's no reason for you to fear the 13th if it falls on a Friday. It's a superstition that is based upon ignorance and fear. An omen, on the other hand, is an event regarded as a potent of good or evil, and that's specifically referring to Friday the 13th as an example, that it's a specific event where something perhaps in the past might have taken place, something evil might have taken place on that date, therefore we must fear that date. We must fear the occurrences that take place or the happenings of that date, again, based upon ignorance and fear. Broken mirrors Lucky mascots Luck This is my lucky day This is my lucky charm This is my lucky coin This is my lucky pen We don't believe in luck As Muslim This is so You know Aside from the superstitions Well it's a a form of a superstition anyway Luck right And aside from the evil omens And everything else We'll say okay well that's based on but we talk about luck all the time. It's not my lucky day today. Something didn't go right for me. We went to football. I usually score a handful of goals. Today I didn't score any. It's not my lucky day today. We were playing cricket. I normally score centuries. Today I got out on a duck. It wasn't my lucky day. Luck doesn't have a part to play. There's no such thing as luck in Islam. There's occurrences that take place due to a reason. There's a reason behind them. And we must understand that. And we must appreciate that. This is not something new. This didn't didn't come about 20 years ago in the United States, for example. Or 100 years ago in Western Europe. The pagan Arabs in pre-Islamic Arabia the time that is known as the time of ignorance, the era of ignorance, the days of jahiliyyah. They firmly believed in all types of different superstitions and bad omens. They used to view owls, the night bird, the owl, with great suspicion. If they saw the owl, they would consider it to be a bad omen. They believed that the owls, they arose from the graves of the dead that had come back to haunt them. Sometimes, and many times in fact, not just sometimes, they would determine the course of their travels based upon the movements of certain birds. If a birds were flying in a certain particular direction, they would base their travel on those movements, hence the word Tiara. Tiara is taken from the word Tiara which is Loosely translated as superstition Is taken from the word Al-Tayr And Al-Tayr is bird Or a bird For the Arabs had superstitions About different birds And, and their different types of movements It existed And was prevalent In pre-Islamic Arabia Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar Al-Asqalani He defined it And he explained it He mentions in Fatul Bari That Imam al Bahiki He quotes from Al-Halimi In Shu'ab al-Iman And he sums it up as following. He said, during the days of Jahiliyyah, Tatayyur, seeking bird omens, was when Arabs would disturb birds when wanting to go out on a necessary journey. They also used to regard the voice of a crow and the passing of gazelles as bad omens, and if that happened, they would then turn back. But they called them Tatayyur because their original omen had to do with Atayyur, the bird. He said, there were also superstitions among the non-Arabs. If a person saw a child going to the teacher, he would regard it as a bad omen. So he's walking down the the street, and he he sees a child walking towards the school or towards its teacher, he would consider that a bad omen. And if he saw the child returning, he would consider it as a good omen. Don't ask me why. I have absolutely no idea. Again, it's not based on any uh, sound reasoning. If they saw a camel carrying a heavy load, they would regard it as a bad omen. And if they saw a a camel carrying absolutely no load whatsoever, they would regard it as a good omen. And Ibn Hajj al-Asqalani then mentions, and so on, and so on. Because one superstition does not remain only one superstition's superstition. It breeds more and more. Because that's what ignorance and fear does. Fear of one thing leads to another that leads to another, and then it continues. It's a never-ending cycle. When Islam came with the arrival of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ, he abolished all of that, as Hafiz Ibn Hajj al-Asqalani explains in his commentary of Sahih al-Bukhari. Before Islam, again, talking about the supernatural or the unnatural, the people in the Arabian Peninsula used to worship Heavenly bodies. Uh, in particular, there were individuals who used to worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. They considered them to be some sort of um, spiritual creatures, and they considered that angels resided in the stars, that the stars were, in fact, the angels. And when they would see a shooting star, they would consider it to be. Uh, a particular type of omen. In fact, once in the company of the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam It's reported in a hadith That they saw a, a, a shooting star And the Prophet Sallallahu Immediately looked at the uh, The faces of the companions And he asked them about this event And what they believed about this event In the days of Jahiliyyah. And they replied that we would have said If we saw a shooting star in the days of ignorance We would have thought that an important individual had either been born or died on this particular night and that shooting star was, uh, uh, was trying to inform us of that. And the Prophet ﷺ then turned to them and told them that a star does not fall because of a man's birth or a man's death. This is divine decree. It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the occurrences that take place. So they in- interpreted various different things as being good, or bad for them. Again, ultimately what it stems from, and what we need to understand is, why did they do that? Because we've already defined a superstition or a bad omen as not being based upon any sound reasoning. And what, does, what is our deen based on? Our deen is based upon sound reasoning. Religion is based on sound reasoning. Therefore, we can conclude because they had no sense of deen or religion inside them, they had no faith. And that's one of the, uh, the actual definitions of tawakkul. Tawakkul doesn't only mean reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means having faith in the divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because they didn't have that, their lives were devoid of any tawakkul, of any type of faith or reliance upon the divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they began to imagine. You know, human beings are imaginative creatures. We have wild, vivid imaginations. So they began to, to come up with their own good things and bad things that, they, that occurred and then they would spread them to their people. Now, it didn't only, like I mentioned at the beginning, it didn't only exist in pre-Islamic Arabia. It existed in Western Europe, it still exists in western europe it still in, exists in places in uh, in north america and especially in south america in south america there's you know the voodoo doll is is, is supposedly taken or brought from south america i mean the idea of of uh, of superstitions and bad omens in those in those areas you can see that there's very little faith there's very little iman Because when you have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it abolishes and gets rid of all your superstitions because you begin to understand that our faith is based upon sound reasoning. Anything that happens to me, good or bad, good or evil, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and was desired so by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naturally, you'd think that because superstitions are based on ignorance, they're based on jahl, or a form of jahala. You'd think that as time goes by, and as we claim to be people of knowledge, and we look back upon our elders and our forefathers with, with some type of disdain, to say, look at them. And we laugh at them and say, look at the crazy things they believed in. Naturally, we would think that in this ever-growing technological age, that people are continuing to advance and so many new things are being discovered. Right? We live in such a knowledgeable age, naturally you'd think that the fear of superstitions and evil omens would decrease, but it hasn't. It's increased over time. Like I said, airlines see mass cancellations on this particular day, Friday the 13th, because they believe that it's an evil omen or it's an evil day something bad is going to happen to them, just purely based upon the date falling on a specific day. They believe in the supernatural. They believe in some sort of ghost entities. And we're not talking about jinn eh? We're talking about ghost entities of their relatives who have passed away, who are somehow speaking to them from the walls of their homes. <coughs> they believe that because their relative passed away, in a particular room of the house, that room needs to be locked up and never entered. Again, these are ever increasing. Don't think that these type of superstitions and evil omens are on the decrease, far from it. And all of this is not based on any sort of reason. You take reason out of the equation and people's imaginations go wild. They begin to think of all sorts of different things. And it removes tawakkul completely from our hearts, especially when Muslims begin to do this. It removes our sense of tawakkul because we begin to believe in other things over the overriding belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of our destinies. And when you stop believing that Allah is in control of your destiny, then you stop worshipping Him. Then you stop praying towards Him. And this is why in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said that superstitions are a form of shirk, of associating a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you disbelieve now in the tawakkul, you disbelieve in or you you take away your own tawakkul, your own reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore believe Allah to be something less than all-powerful and all-able. They begin to put their faith and their trust in other beings besides Allah, and that's a form of shirk. Before we list some of the common superstitions, it's imperative that we first understand that Al-Qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allahi ta'ala Anything good or bad is predetermined and is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one can aid us or help us without His approval, nobody can harm us without His approval. In the verse that I recited before you in my khutbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in chapter three verse hundred and sixty states, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should aid you, then nobody can overcome you. And if he should forsake you, if he leaves you, then who is there who can aid you after him? And it's upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the believers place their trust and their reliance. This is something that we need to understand and we should let seep into our hearts. There are some co- common misconceptions. and I'm, I just you know, try to research and find out and look into my own childhood to see whether I could come across any that have become quite prevalent in our times and somehow are affiliated to our faith which in actual fact they have absolutely nothing to do with our faith. I, heard, I remember hearing once when I was a child, that the clipping of nails, and again, this is a superstition, the clipping of nails or brooming, uh, cleaning the house uh, after the Maghrib prayer on a specific day is, is evil or it's somehow got any bad in it. Uh, I remember hearing of, when I was young, coming across the superstitions of certain numbers. some type of numerology again has absolutely no basis within our faith the eclipses and I remember this one vividly the effect of eclipses on pregnant women the ones that I'm quoting to you now they're beliefs held by Muslims, ignorant albeit but they're held by Muslims I remember uh, hearing when I was a child that the rizq provision is from the wife's luck and the provision of children are from the husband's luck. So if a child is born, then it's the luck of the husband. If rizq is attained, then it's the luck of the wife. Again, you know, we can laugh at them, we can. But there are people out there who believe in these types of superstitions and evil omens. I remember when I was very small, you know, Yes, with respect and adab on one side, but people would believe that if you touch the Qur'an with your shoes on, then something bad is going to happen to you. Again, this is an evil uh, omen. This is some type of superstition, completely unfounded. One of the most common ones that I've ever come across, and one I personally experienced as a child continue to do so up until this day is leaving your shoes upside down if your shoes are facing or the sole of your shoes are facing up that's some type of superstition and if you ask say it's your parent who said that to you or one of your parents who said put your shoes properly you know one of them is facing up and you say what's going to happen if we leave it facing up I understand in terms of neatness and tidiness if someone was to say that. Say, look, they're scruffy, they don't look good there. Just put them properly and put them into into the shoe racks. That's something different. That's acceptable. That's neatness, that's tidiness. But for you to have some type of fear that if they were left upside down, something bad is going to happen in the house, that's completely unfounded and has absolutely nothing to do with our faith one of the common ones that me and you many of us and i ask you to, i'll ask you to put your hands up if you've ever received that message i receive it you know at least two or three times every single week every single week without fail i don't think there's ever been a week where, where i haven't received that type of message and it angers me each and every time that message that says that you should forward this particular message all There might be something good in that message. There might be a good dua in that message. But at the end of the message it said that you must forward this to 10 people. If you don't forward it to 10 people, then something bad is going to happen to you. Put your hands up if you've received something of that type of message. Exactly. So you know how common it is. We're associating that type of superstition with something of our faith. Right? It's a good dua. It's a good thing that you're telling somebody to read or telling somebody somebody to do, but yet you're affiliating or attaching it to something that is completely unfounded within our faith, with a superstition. If you don't send it to ten people, then you know something bad is going to happen. That's completely unfounded, completely unfounded. I was talking uh, to somebody last night, one of the uh, a scholar. And we were talking about what Juma khutbahs that we were going to talk about the next day. And I told him that I'd be talking about tayyur and tawakkul, uh, superstition and reliance, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he mentioned one. And I said, do you know, do you remember any superstition? He said, to date, he says, I've, to- I've told my mother on so many different occasions, it's not true. It has absolutely no basis in our religion. It has absolutely no basis in anything whatsoever. But still to this day, when I put some perfume on or itarum or something on, my mother would say to me, remove it, take it off, especially at night. Right? Take it off because some, for some reason the, uh, the female jinns are attracted to an individual based upon the scent. So they follow that scent in the streets until they find the individual who uh, the scent is emanating from. You see, these are Muslims who believe that. They have firm belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have firm belief in the last day. They have firm belief in in Jannah and Jahannam. They have firm belief in all the tenets of our faith. But yet they hold some of these superstitions. And some like I said, these superstitions, what does Islam say? Islam tells us the Prophet in the hadith reported by Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala an and and in this the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made it abundantly clear. That there is no such thing. There are no such things as superstitions and bad omens. They have no basis. He said, "La udwa wa atiara, wa ahibbul fa'al." The Prophet said that there is no adwa and there is no uh, there is no tiara, and I love fa'al, and fa'al is is loosely translated as optimism. And the Prophet was then asked, what's fa'al? what's that sort of optimism? And the Prophet wasallam said, الْكَلِمَةِ الطَيِّبَةِ Saying a good word or a good statement. In this hadith, the Prophet wasallam made, made absolutely clear that basing your travels on the movements of birds or any type of super, holding any type of superstitions had absolutely nothing to do with our faith. More importantly, belief in superstitions are dangerous because there's some type of replacement for prayer. When you begin to believe that something is evil, something is bad, then you begin to put your trust in that particular activity, as opposed to putting your trust and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you put your faith and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does it do? You begin to pray. When you have any difficulty, what does the Prophet alayhi tell us? Pray. Salatul khusuf and khusuf, the solar and lunar eclipse, when people made all sorts of different superstitions as to why the eclipse would occur. The Prophet ﷺ just told us simply, just go and pray, come to the masjid, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any calamity befalls you, pray. Anything good happens to you, fall into sajda and pray, offer your thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's taken as a replacement for prayer and that's the extremely dangerous things. And they erode one's trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one's reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can look at it today, even today, astrologers and uh, or, uh, someone who practices numerology is known as a numerologist, perhaps. I don't know if anybody knows the, the name. But someone who practices numerology uh, numbers, they earn more today in the USA, in America, than doctors do, medical practitioners, astrologers do. Someone who tells you about your star sign. You know, this, this day or this month is lucky for you. No, it doesn't matter. By Allah, the outcome of your result in your exam does not depend upon the use of your lucky pen. It doesn't. Someone who doesn't have their lucky pen with them and says, oh, I'm definitely going to fail today. You know, you're, you're going to fail if you didn't practice, you didn't prepare. You're going to pass if you did. It's simple. You're going, and ultimately, you're going to pass if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it, you're going to fail if Allah azza wa Jalla wills it. And like I said, the most damaging belief in superstition is that it's a form of of shirk. When people start to believe those superstitions, that those superstitions can actually harm or benefit them. They're taking the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're placing them in innate or inanimate objects. And that's uh, uh, in reality what shirk is. Is Allah subhanahu Taala the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He told us in a hadith reported by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Masood radiyallahu al-shirk, that Tira is from Shirk. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in further in us, "Wama minna illa, ولكن الله يذهبه بالتوكل." That it influ- it, and no one from among us among us influences except that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala removed Shirk, uh, removes uh, Tawakkul from him. That as soon as this, this type of superstition begins to afflict someone then it removes or it takes away their tawakkul and their reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and once you take a person's reliance tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala away from them they become a shell of the person that they are because they become fearful you begin to fear other things aside from fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you begin to place your trust in other things or objects uh, as opposed to placing your trust in the one who controls your destiny, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, before we finish, just a few things uh, with regards to what Muslims should do when they feel something is a bad omen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa always taught us to have fa'l, and that's optimism. Be optimistic, don't be pessimistic about things. A bad omen should not pre- prevent a person from doing any good. If a bad omen persists, if you believe that something is bad, open up the Quran. By Allah, the cure for all of our ailments and superstitions can be found in the Quran. Recitation of the Quran. If there's anything that is good for you, then it is to be found in the Quran. So, uh, again, for many, of course, non Muslims, we understand that they have, they're devoid of faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, they place their faith and their trust in other things. But for us Muslims, who have complete faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, complete faith in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and for us to then still hold some of those ignorant beliefs that our ancestors held many hundreds and thousands of years ago—it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, um, uh, there was a Muslim woman I, re- I read in an article in 1999—a Muslim woman. Who went to an astrologer and, and, and this Muslim woman? It, was, it took place in India, and the astrologer informed her of her uh, husband's impending death, that he was going to die soon. Why is he going to die? Because he's in a bad marriage with this woman. And this woman was unable to divorce herself legally from her wife, so she committed suicide, believing. That this astrologer, what this astrologer said was right. That if she continues to stay with him, then my husband is going to die if I remain with him. And she committed suicide. This is, you know, it, it's something we can laugh and have a joke about the ridiculousness of the superstitions. Some of them are absolutely uh, crazy. But we have to take seriously their repercussions, we have to take seriously um, the effects that they have on certain individuals and some people who might not have that level of iman or that level of belief that me and you might have or somebody else might have. You understand? So we have to take these things seriously. And even, it it always starts off from something small. Like I said, a superstition can be about something small and then it develops further, further and further because that's what fear does. Fear breeds more fear. And we need to stop it and cut it off at its root May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to understand and appreciate that everything that takes place to us, everything that happens with us, whether it be good or bad, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's only uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine decree, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Qur'an and the blessed sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa